family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong. I'm president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. Let me say a quick little uh, sponsorship from my, or a little blip for my sponsor, uh, Sosby's Garage in Loganville, Georgia, 678-825-2127. Give John a call. They're family-owned, absolutely about as honest as you can get from anybody, and then crank it up a little bit more because they are honest as they can be. Uh, again, I'm your host, Rick Strawn. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County, and the people in our county that serve the county as well. Uh, while all businesses have security concerns, we're not all are about physical security. And we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. My guest today, I'm very happy to have Miss Laurie McLean. I know many of you know her. She is a, a, a tax accountant uh, extraordinaire. Uh, and this is her favorite day of the year, April the 15th. It's especially favorite today because it doesn't mean as much. <laughs> it's not as stressful. Glad to have you here, Laurie. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Laurie is also running as a candidate for District 1 Gwinnett County Commission. Yes, and I am. I think uh, that's fantastic. Thank uh, you. Somebody with your background might be able to control some of this spending. Well, that matters to me. That's a that's a big deal. And you know, in in the in the past, I would have said we ha- we are positioned so well here in Gwinnett County. We've done an amazing job um, up to now. And, I, and I'm not saying that we're not doing a good job now, but what we're facing right now with the economy is um, unprecedented, obviously. Unchartered territory. It's, it's crazy. And uh, there is no one right answer, and we're going to have to kind of navigate our way through it. And I really do think um, come November – it's going to be important that we have someone on the commission who has a financial background. Well, tell you what, I usually start with, and I think I'm going to do it now, who is Laurie McLean? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, what got you into the type of work that you're doing, and what in the world prompted you to want to get into public service? That sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? I know it is. <laughs> well... Fit. <laughs> I know people think I'm nuts sometimes because I actually enjoy taxes. Um, yeah, uh, you know it all started. Um, I was I was born in DeKalb County, DeKalb General Hospital, which doesn't even exist anymore. 
um, lived there until I was uh, right after sixth grade. We moved to Gwinnett County over on Highway 78, where my stepfather still lives in the house I grew up in. Wow. And um, I ended up, uh, I went to Trickham Middle School and then to Parkview, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Gwinnett County Public Education. Um, I was um, always good at math. That was my thing. As a matter of fact, when I went to Parkview, well, Trickham and Parkview, they had me on an individualized math program because I just sort of picked up on things so quickly that I was a little bored. God, it must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I actually did 7th and 8th grade math and part of ninth grade math while I was still in 7th grade. So when it was time to go into 8th grade, they had to figure out what to do with me. So even though I was still in Trickham, I was going over to Parkview, which at the time were all connected in the same building. Uh, I would go to Parkview for my math class. And so um, I just loved it. Um, I hear people all the time who talk about they, they don't like numbers. They're afraid of numbers. Numbers make them uncomfortable. And I'm like, they're just numbers. And, um, and I just, I love the way they interconnect. I love num. I just love numbers. And I love taking, j- making jigsaw puzzles out of it, if that makes any sense. Little pieces of information here and there, pulling it together and putting, putting something together. Um, but anyway, so, uh, loved, loved, loved math. Um, and I had a conversation with my mother one day and I'll never forget it. She came home from work um, we were sitting on the, in, she was sitting in the car in the cul-de-sac where we lived and I'm sitting at the top of the driveway on the ground and we started talking about what do you want to be when you grow up? And, um, and she reminded me to always be the boss, whatever you do, be in charge. Well, you've accomplished that. Well, well, um, and, and so I took that, I took that the way she said that and um i said you know i really love numbers i think i might want to be a math teacher and then it finally dawned on me math teachers are not in charge at the time i thought principals were in charge uh didn't didn't know that whole administrative bureaucracy that goes along with public school so um i said you know what i think instead i think i'll be an accountant and I, so I've wanted to be an accountant since I was 12 years old. Now, that being said, what I thought was an accountant then turns out to be nothing like what I do now. But I've always enjoyed it. Um, I did very well in my math classes, went on to Georgia State University, got a BBA in accounting by working. Uh, I worked full time for a law firm as a legal secretary and then went to school at night. And I used to uh, I used to take Marta uh, to to Peachtree Center to go to work in in the mornings as a as a, my legal secretary job, and then I would uh, walk to Georgia State at night, and then jump on the train after classes and and ride back home. Um, so I worked my way through college. Uh, very lucky to have graduated owning my diploma. Had no mortgage on it whatsoever. Good for you. And um, went to work for one of the large local accounting firms. And quite frankly, got a million-dollar education um, in their small business department. Learned how to um, 
do all the things that small business owners need to have done. So, I, I and and I I really kind of grabbed onto that that being a part of the team. Um, I I enjoyed helping my clients um, be successful, and so I just grabbed onto that. And then after ten years, uh, decided to go out on my own. And so I started McLean & Company in October of 1996, and I have been self-employed ever since and can't think of anything I would rather do. Um, in 2003, <clears throat> I actually joined the Gwinnett County Chamber of Commerce on the advice of a friend of mine. And um, having lived here since 1976, I thought uh, I knew a lot about Gwinnett County and how it functioned and how it operated and who the players were and that sort of thing. And the more I learned as a member of the chamber, the more I found out I didn't know. And the more I found out I didn't know, the more I wanted to learn. And so I started getting involved. I became an ambassador for the chamber. And I learned who the players were. And I learned how everything connected. And then I went through uh, Leadership Gwinnett. And I was, uh, I was part of the Engage Gwinnett committee when, when we went through that um, tough time. And, um, and so I just became enamored with, quite frankly the whole leadership that I had seen displayed by folks that had been involved with Gwinnett County for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just been so impressed. And and quite honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, it goes all the way back to that individualized math program in Gwinnett County Public Schools because I'd never heard of such a thing. And I haven't, and I don't know if they still do it. Um, But it it sent me on a rocket ship in a direction that was good for me. And so I've always thought that um, Gwinnett County has, has been cutting edge above everything else that I've ever seen. And so the more I learned, the more I wanted to know, and the more involved I wanted to get. And um, so I continued to stay involved and, and learn and, and grow and volunteer and I've been involved in a lot of nonprofits. I've obviously I've been on a lot of committees, um, you know, whether ad hoc or standing committees with the Gwinnett County government, um, where I've learned even more. And um, so I do feel like I have a really good grasp of what happens here. I still learn every single day. There is so much to running a county this size tell all my people if you don't learn something every day you're not paying attention you're, you're wasting your time you know you're wasting your time and um and speaking of learning um so one day um i got a wild hair and decided to go back to school um and get my master's in taxation and um and that kind of got me revved up yet again about um teaching so I'm, I'm very excited that I'm going to be teaching. Unfortunately, it's going to be an online class this summer, but I will be teaching uh, taxation at Georgia State University. Terrific. So I'm, I'm really excited about that, a little opportunity to, uh, to explain to young little accountants how it really works in well, real share life. Share some of your knowledge and experience, and that's important. Well. More experience than knowledge, probably. You know what? Um, I will tell you, remember I said I went to work for one of the large local firms and I got my million-dollar education? Well, I had just graduated from a very respected university with a degree in accounting, and I knew nothing. 
about accounting. And so when I started having to do it day after day after day and make decisions, I found out how many different ways you can go, how many different, and especially in tax. Tax is one of the grayest areas there is when it comes to interpreting the law and that sort of thing. So um, I just, you know, I felt like I had just exploded with knowledge when I, when I started actually doing the work that I had trained to do. So I am just so excited to go back and, um, and to be able to teach young people how to do the same thing. And I, w- and I hope that I'm able to instill a love of it. Um, I know it sounds crazy that somebody loves taxes, um, but really it, it's simply a, a part of our law it's it's law for numbers if you will mm-hmm. and um and so it's fascinating and i love the history of it and i you know i try to to stay on top of it and and so so it's just been a, a really wonderful experience but it kind of got me energized again and um next on my list maybe um i have thought very seriously about getting a master's in public policy wow just because I think that would be fascinating. Well, you know, in you know, all the education, my wife, Susan, and co-owner of the company worked for Price Waterhouse for years as a CPA and all that. And so totally get it. She's crazy about the numbers. But now you're talking about moving into a whole nother world here with uh, why do you want to be a county commissioner? <laughs> it does seem kind of counter counterintuitive, uh, doesn't it? Well, it's all got numbers. Well, and and here what I'll here's 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 what I'll tell you. Um I didn't mention this part. In 2005, I believe it was, I started a company uh managing homeowners associations. And as a matter of fact, I had managed my own HOA um for 8 years up to that point. And then I own then I started a company managing homeowners associations. And um and I started working with homeowners, obviously, who had issues with the county. They had issues in their community. They had issues with their neighbors. Um, there, were, there were budgets to be managed. There were rules to be followed. There were rules that had to be interpreted. And, um, and I just, I, I realized over time that the county, Gwinnett County, that I love and I am so passionate about, again, going back to that math class, um, the county that I am so passionate about is sort of like one big homeowners association. Interesting okay. way of looking okay. at it. Okay. And, and so is anything. I mean, the United States is one big homeowners association, and it's just different jurisdictions working together for a common goal. And... Um, and so I, I feel like when you combine my experience there with um, my, my, obviously my financial background um, and my historical knowledge, you know, and, and what I've learned about the county, um, and then you look at all the various committees that I have served on and I decided that I have 
volunteered and I have been involved, but I have never been in a position to actually make the decision. And it is time for us to have someone who has common sense and a balanced approach to making decisions. What so, a concept. I, well, it's come, you know what they say, common sense isn't all that common anymore. <laughs> um, but I believe that that is who I am. I believe I am very thoughtful when making decisions. And I believe that I look to the future um, and try to, ta- try to put a little common sense in every decision that I make. So I feel like it's time. It is time for someone with my, my background, my knowledge, my history to step up to the plate. Well, you talk about making decisions and um, things that you've seen and everything. What do you see as the real critical issues in Gwinnett right now, Well, aside from the obvious? Well, and, and obviously right now I think uh, we're going to have a real economic boondoggle on our hands um, absolutely it come january of 2021 i i am very hopeful that um we will be able to pull out of this as quickly as possible um but even at that even let's just assume for right now since that is so new that that's not going to be the most critical issue um we are at a crossroads we can head in two different directions Okay, I'll just, you know, times are changing. The demographics are changing. Um, There's certainly nothing wrong with that. But you, it's very critical, I think, that we continue to take all the best practices that we have started and used to our advantage over the years and continue to go forward with those best practices, even as we are looking at new and different and innovative and you know 21st century ideas um where you know whether it's the live work play communities you know the mixed use developments that's Mm -hmm. the latest thing now that's that's uh it's a biggie it's a big it's a big one and frankly it has a lot of appeal and it is a smart use of land right now but let's don't get crazy and i think we need to have somebody who is willing to put on the brakes and say wait a minute Let's let's look at this from a common sense uh, standpoint. Um, I think that I think focusing on that, making sure we don't forget about look what brought us all here years ago. Why are there so many people moving to Gwinnett County? The schools and the amenities. Okay, mm-hmm. and the amenities are our parks and rec. We have an award winning parks and rec um, pa- uh, package. We have an amazing library system. Um, we have fabulous arts and entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. We have to make sure we don't lose that while we're trying to move into the 21st century. A lot of good things were done in the past, and they need to be continued. We don't need to let that drop that ball in favor of the new shiny object. We don't need to just shake the blanket and move everything. There's too much good that has been done. I mean, just look around. I mean, look around um, at at what we have to offer our um, our residents. That's what brings the people here. There's a reason people keep moving here in droves, you know, and and 
why on earth would you want to to change that so let's let's build on what we've already done let's take best practices and let's keep going let's keep pushing it forward yeah i can see i know that uh the live work and play the the communities like that i know for instance talking about the uh gwinnett place mall area developing mm-hmm. something in that that area of that nature is going to be important to the whole development of our county uh, i know that the cid area over there the gwinnett place cid is really working hard to help that along and and see that happen i think to have a core like that right there in the heart of the county would be an awesome development. But I totally agree. You know, single-family residences are not going away. Mm-hmm. That's why we – that's the nature That's the nature of the human is we want to live in groups, but we don't want to live in close groups. We like our space. We like our that's, – that's American. We like our property. We mm-hmm. like our own space. And just living in a – if I wanted to live in an apartment complex or a condo complex – I could have done that years ago, mm-hmm. and so many of the other people. But, but there are a lot of people, especially with the millennials coming up, that are here uh, that don't necessarily want a house and property. They like that communal mm-hmm. area atmosphere, and a lot of seniors. You know, Absolutely. There, there are a lot of seniors that that. Um, I'm just not one of those. <laughs> I don't happen to be either. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we just uh, we just bought our my dream house, and I have an acre lot uh, oh, in a God. subdivision spitting distance from Sugarloaf Parkway. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to be in the middle of everything, back where I've been my, you know... But in the middle of nothing. But in the middle of nothing. And um, and I think there are always going to be that group of people like you and I who don't want to live packed on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And so um, if, you, if you've ever spent any time looking at uh, Gwinnett County's 2040 plan, um, it provides for that. And that's one of the things I really want to make sure that we focus on is being able to keep these pockets of these older subdivisions with the nice large lots and the beautiful houses. And then also have the the smaller lots for the younger folks, the starter homes. Um, we We need an array of housing here in Gwinnett. We don't necessarily have that. Um, but we're we're working on it. But it, I think it's critical that we pay attention to where we're putting the apartments and the the multi use and that sort of thing. Well, you know that's good. But you know what skill set do you have that you believe that's going to help make you successful in doing that? I know you think I'm going to tell you it's because I'm a numbers person. Nope. And that's not it. Um, although I can read a budget pretty darn well, um, my greatest skill set is the ability to take jigsaw pieces and put them together and make a beautiful uh, picture out of it. For example, getting information from a variety of different sources, pulling all that information together, and making a cohesive plan out of it. That's what I'm good at. That's what I've been doing for 34 years in the tax world is taking little bits and pieces of information and pulling them together to make a masterpiece. And that's what I want to keep doing, and I want to do it on a county level. So you have a strategy and the ability to take your experience and pull that strategy into a realistic exercise. The one thing I will never do 
is promise you I will do something that I can't do. I will find out if I can legally do something before I go down that path. And if I can legally make it happen, right, that's what I'm going to focus on. And I don't take hard for an answer. Good. Don't take impossible for an answer either, I know. Uh, I, I might argue with you about whether or not something's impossible. Yeah, yeah just a little if, bit. If you want to, you want an answer on that, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Gwinnett Place <laughs> Mall area if you want to talk about hard versus impossible. God. I've got a plan for that too, but that's a whole other day. <laughs> well, and we'll have to get you back on here because that, that to me is a very, very, very important part of this whole county structure that we that we've got to move through and move into. That's going to be a big issue. Well, it already is a big issue, but it's going to be an even bigger issue as it develops. It is an incredibly um, that's the heart of Gwinnett. large issue, and it's and it, particularly in District One, it is a big deal, and it is one of my focal points and something that I have been I've been working with the CID for several years, um, attempting to help any way I can. You know, I've served, I served on the uh, Citizens Project Selection Committee for the 2014 and the 2017 SPLOST as a representative of the business community, i.e. the CIDs. And I have been a huge fan of the organizations that they are and what they are trying to accomplish. And I think it is so critical that they be at the table when it comes time to make decisions about structures Absolutely. in their area absolutely and um and Gwinnett Place Mall Rick look I used to when I would get off from work for my accounting firm pick my kids up at daycare and drive home and sometimes I would just be too exhausted to to go home and cook as a single mom we'd stop at Gwinnett Place Mall go into the food court and it was just some of the best nights where we could just I felt so safe and so comfortable sitting there with my two kids at the table and we would just eat our dinner and it was such a wonderful experience. Um, I hate that we can't do that now. And, well, working, and it's not okay. It's well, just working okay. With, uh, with safety and public safety is a big part of being a commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you plan on that interaction as it continues to develop? It's going to have to develop a lot. And we're, we're in some interesting dichotomy that right now with the law enforcement and all. We've got one of the absolute best law enforcement agencies in the whole nation absolutely and i speak coming from law enforcement mm-hmm. uh with gwinnett county yeah. well so. i'm a huge fan okay um you know and and i can't tell you that i know every issue that the police department or the sheriff's department has that they're having to struggle with and deal with but i absolutely support them 100 um, percent and you're not adverse to learning Oh, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, it's on my to-do list to meet with them and and see kind of where the where the county commission, the board, can assist them and help them in what they're trying to accomplish. Look, um, again, we all moved to Gwinnett County for a reason, um, and how safe it was was one of those reasons. I know we have a little bit of a gang issue, might be a big gang issue. That needs to be dealt with. We need to keep working on it. I am a, as you well know, I am a supporter of Red, Blue, and You. Absolutely. I have been a contributor since it, it came into existence. Um, if I have time for a quick story, my house was broken into one night. Uh, I think it was in about 2005. Um, I, just so happens my husband was out of town that night. 
My children, my three children and I were there by ourselves. The house was broken into, scared the bejesus out of me. Um, I heard the window opening, went downstairs and saw a, a human being leaving through my kitchen window. And I called 911. I, I still don't to this day remember how I found the phone. You know, this was back when we all had cordless phones and you oh, never yeah. knew where you left it. Um, but I called 911 and in less than two minutes there were police patrol cars all up and down my street. That's the way you it And I have been a huge fan of, of our public uh, public safety ever since. Uh, we can we can talk about my uh, my little medical emergency I had a couple of years ago where Gwinnett's finest paramedics kept me alive till I got to the hospital and Gwinnett Medical you gotta took- quit using that stuff. I'm just kidding, folks. Just kidding. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, I am uh, I am forever grateful to public safety in Gwinnett County because I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for them. That's awesome. Well, here's a biggie, and I know there's all kinds of stuff that you could pick, so let's see if we can pick one. What would be the very first thing that you would do as a county commissioner? So on day one, I would establish um, my what I like to refer to as um, uh, Lori's listening tour, which would be meeting with constituents at least one Saturday a month. I would set that up immediately so that they can come and feel like they are being represented, feel like they're being heard. I would want to make sure that um, any issues were, they could talk to me directly, that I could go and either help them through their issues or explain to them what the county can and can't do for them um i i'll just be honest mike boudreau did that when he was a district three commissioner and i have always thought that was an amazing thing and i'm so glad he did it and i plan to carry that on you know one of the most important things a lot of people a lot of people focus on what can you do for me what can you do for me i think Sometimes it's far more important to know what the county can't do and the why they can't. The explanation of why they can't do it can alleviate a lot of discontent among the people. I, I, you know, again, I have learned so much as, you know, with my committees that I'm on and that sort of thing. And I don't think many residents, many people who are involved in Gwinnett County understand the limitations that are placed on county government Mm -hmm. by the state and even by the federal government. There are just some things that we just can't do. And um, and it's it's unfortunate. And I'm sorry I can't help you. But, you know, it's here is why it's above my pay grade. And but I will tell you this. This is who you need to go talk to. This is who can help you. And I think, I think if nothing else, if you can give a resident a direction and a, and a way to, a direction to go and, and resolve their issue, if you can't, then I think you're doing them the best service possible. I think that's a very good first thing. Well, let me tell you this, or ask you this. How can our listeners find out more about you? Where would they go? You got email addresses, phone numbers, all that good stuff. Um, well, the best way to do it is to uh, go to my website, which is McLeanForGwinnett.com. Spell McLean for McLean them. McLean is M-C-C-L-A-I-N, and it's F-O-R-Gwinnett.com. And um, there's actually a Contact Lori button, and you can go on there and send me an email. 
um, and I will definitely respond to you. Um, you can follow my page on Facebook, which is McLean for Gwinnett, and I post all kinds of information about who I am, what I believe in, um, you know, where, and, and my phone number is all over the place, and, and I'll just, if I can, I'll just go ahead and, and tell every, all your listeners go my phone number right now, 770-841-1100. You are welcome to call me anytime. Please understand that if I don't recognize the number, I might not be able to answer it right away, but if you'll leave me a message, I'll give you a call back. Well, that's fantastic. Um, thank you, Laurie McLean, you. for being on here. Thank you very Again, much. Again, candidate for District 1 Gwinnett County Commission. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I would suggest people go to your website, take a look at it, and not hesitate to call you because it's they can actually speak to somebody that will give them some answers. Absolutely. And you do love to talk to them. <laughs> I do love to talk, period. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Well, again, thank you for being here. And a little, ex- little side word again for my sponsor, Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville, Georgia. John Sosby is the owner, 678-825-2127. Talk to him or his lovely wife, Amanda. They will get you set up. They're all ASC and Nissan Master Tech certified, over 90 years of combined experience. And, again, I've got 15 vehicles with uh, Paradigm Security. And they service all my vehicles. So it uh, must tell you I trust them a lot. So, again, thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com and clicking on the Gwinnett Studio. And then, of course, click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Laurie McLean, and for my producer, Mike and Miss Amanda. And I am Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.